Welcome to the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast, where we sip and spill the tea on everything faith-based. We promote entrepreneurs and other creatives, all with a kingdom twist. Tune in for real conversations that are unscripted, unfiltered, and oh so uncut. So come as you are. All faiths are welcome. Welcome to the coffee house, lovely lattes. Thank you for stopping by the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast, and thank you for tuning in to our recap of our virtual Bible study group for women. And to sign up, please see the link in the description. You still have some time if you want to be a part of this uh, spiritual journey. Also, for more updates and to get replays, make sure you are following us on Spotify. Welcome to the Coffee Sipsy Podcast, and I'm your host, Call Me Coffee, and this is a continuation of our Bible study from Genesis to Revelation, still taking place now on Thursdays at 7 Central Time, so we are still meeting digitally every week. And also, they done made your girl a minister, a church leader. Um, But this is a part of a community through my church for a non-traditional church setting. So yeah, there's that. And I'm not changing anything about myself. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm still a hot mess. I'm just, you know. I'm more of a work in progress right now, but still, spread the word. It's an awesome group of ladies just not only doing Bible study, but also sharing of their stories and their lives, their testimonies, and we just go a lot more in depth on what's happening, not just in our personal lives, but in current events around the world and how that relates to our faith over some good old-fashioned coffee, of course, or some tea. (laughs) So take with that what you will. I hope you are enjoying the content as always on this wonderful podcast where we sip and spill the tea on everything faith-based. Okay, so... How have you guys been doing? We are already in February. Valentine's Day is around the corner as I'm recording this. Not only that, we are in Black History Month. So shout out to all the descendants of the wonderful people that have created a legacy for us. We have went in this country if you are african-american we have been uh some of us have been descendants of slaves in this country going from slavery for 400 years 
And now we have made a whole lot of progress to where in 2008, we elected our first African-American president. I mean, that is progress. Okay. Uh, And there's still a whole lot of progress to be made. And I do see a parallel with that too, you know, with slavery being a part of the history of this country, if you are American. Uh, I mean, slavery was pretty much everywhere, but America was unique in their approach to slavery in that they had chattel slavery, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, if you did have a child of a, a slave who you know who was your mother, that would continue it for generations. So you were completely like owned through your bloodline. That's what made it very unique here. I mean, and here they treated slaves uh, like really bad like I don't know how to how to explain I'm a little tired (laughs) and a little loopy yes but usually when you you talk about slaves in the bible uh it was expected that okay this is a servant you treat them well what you're eating they're eating what you wear they wear you know where you sleep they sleep it was like they were part of your family they could also stand to inherit your property all your money if you didn't have especially if you didn't have any kids so having a servant and a slave you know was used pretty interchangeably in the bible it wasn't like how it was here in this country Uh, they would just be probably looking down on us on how we treated you know african-american slaves here and then they continued on pretty much with the jim crow era and going through so many changes and fighting for their basic civil rights for human rights and you know even with dr martin luther king jr coming out of that fighting for equality for all for all people for diversity for all people you know so yeah with that being said you know black history is American history it is a part of who we are today and my prayer is that we continue to leave a legacy even for the future and we just so happen to finally be in Exodus I'm praying that we can wrap up on this recap of the remainder of Genesis and just, you know, get right into Exodus. I'm just going to start in Exodus right now and then we can backtrack from how we got here. So in the very first chapter of Exodus, it just talks about, you know, there's this new king in Egypt and he did not know about Joseph and that's in verse 8 and he came to power in Egypt and he said look 
to his people. The Israelites have become too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, we'll join our enemies, fight against us, and then leave the country. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor and they built Pithom and Ramses as store cities for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. So the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites and worked them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with hard labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields and all their hard labor the Egyptians used them ruthlessly and then I'm just jumping down to where Pharaoh in verse 22 he gave this order to all his people every boy that is born you must throw into the Nile but let every girl live and that is the first chapter of Exodus. I mean, so you have, you know, this new Pharaoh in place. He's not feeling the Hebrew Israelites. He wants to destroy them because of fear, right? And so they enslave them. And you know, humans were never meant to enslave other humans. Like, y'all know that. We were all meant to be free and be sovereign and have dominion over this earth over the fish in the sea and the birds in the air so yeah and um so i just want to say like how did we get here remember going back to genesis 46 jacob he found out that his son was still alive um, and was in Egypt and he set out to meet with him and um, you know God said in 46 and 4 he said I will go down to Egypt with you and I will surely bring you back again and Joseph's own hand will close your eyes and then in 47 um they presented themselves to Pharaoh and five of, of the brothers of Joseph and the father Jacob. They said that they are shepherds. And this is in Genesis 47 and 4. They said we have come to live here a while because the famine is severe in Canaan and your servants' flocks have no pasture. So now please let your servants settle in Goshen. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, your father and your brothers have come to you and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them live in Goshen. And if you know of any among them with special ability, put them in charge of my own livestock. So they're living in Goshen, right? The famine is still severe. Um... When Jacob came there, he was like, I think he was, I forgot, how old was he? He said that he was, okay, he was 130. 
when he came there. And then when he passed away in chapter 50, he was 147, I believe. All right, so yeah good good stuff very good also just to recap here i do like how uh jacob is blessing his sons although they don't really seem like blessings and that's going back to genesis 49 also in genesis 48 he claims joseph's sons as as his own Uh, Because remember also like the nations, they are meant to be blessed through the Israelites, right? Uh, Started with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so Joseph is visiting Jacob when he gets word that he's ill. And Manasseh, which means forget, and Ephraim, which means twice fruitful, his sons born to him in Egypt during the times of plenty, Jacob reckons them as his own, meaning that they will inherit territory that also belongs to their uncles, right? So he reckons them as his own children, as like his firstborn, which is wonderful. That's in verse 5 and 6 of Genesis 48. He said, now that your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you here will be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine, just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. And any children born to you after them will be yours in the territory they inherit. Uh, They will be reckoned under the names of their brothers. So I didn't even realize that Joseph had other kids (laughs) besides these two. So I learned something new. Uh, Also, he placed his right hand on Ephraim's head uh putting him ahead of manessa now remember your right hand means your decision making that's like a very powerful place to be uh but my son of my right hand benjamin uh born you know to jacob through rachel his more favorite wife uh yeah he had changed his name to that from Benoni so that is a place of honor and distinction you know when they say like what does that sound like when they say Jesus is sitting on the right hand side of his father right so when uh, Jacob slash Israel placed his right hand on Ephraim's head he was putting him ahead of Manasseh who is the firstborn and you can see that in verse 20 so he said in your name Israel pronounced his blessing may God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh so then in Genesis chapter 49 Israel he blesses his 12 sons and as I said before they don't quite sound like blessings until he gets to Judah he calls him the lion's cub in verse 9 he says you are a lion's cub O judah you return from the prey my son like a lion he crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to rouse him the scepter will not depart from judah this is verse 10 in genesis 49 
nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs and the obedience of the nations is his or until Shiloh comes or until he comes to whom tribute belongs he will tether his donkey to a vine his coat to the choicest branch he will wash his garments in wine his robes in the blood of grapes his eyes will be darker than wine his teeth whiter than milk or he will be dull from wine his teeth white from milk i guess like he's gonna be doing well um and then in Genesis 50, Joseph fulfills his vow and promise to his father, Jacob, in verse 7, right? And after burying his father in a place of honor next to his wife, Leah, which to me was an answered prayer that she prayed through Zeb Zebulon, right? Zebulon means honor. So her prayer was answered. And uh, this is in that field that they bought in Machpelah. Uh, that is where Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried, where Isaac and his wife Rebecca were buried, and there he's he buried Leah. That's Jacob, Israel. So that's the field and the cave in it where he bought it from the Hittites. And just you can see that going back to Genesis 49 and in 32. Okay, then Jacob, he finished giving his instructions to his sons. He drew his last breath, and he was gathered to his people. He drew his feet up into the bed, breathed his last, and were gathered to his people. Again, I'm reading from NIV, but you can read from any Bible version and translation that you see fit. I'm not telling you guys anything. So... We have Joseph returning to Egypt with his brothers and all the other Egyptian officials who came to him to mourn for his father for seven days uh, that was observing Canaan. Uh, and then also he reassured his, his brothers in verse 19 to 21 of chapter 50 in Genesis. He said to them, uh, Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and he spoke kindly to them. Because remember, his brothers came to him in verse 18. They said, we are your slaves. You want to go back to verse 17 in Genesis 50? They said, this is what you are to say to Joseph. He, they said the father left them instructions. Before he died, I asked you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. And when this message came to him, Joseph wept. Joseph wept like they still don't get it. You guys have been forgiven. From the time you took me and unfairly put me into that pit, you were forgiven. And sometimes that's how life looks. It just looks like it's difficult and suffering all the time. And you're just like, man, they're scheming on me. They're backstabbing me. And yet God can use that situation to bless an entire, an, an entire nation. And that's what happened with Joseph. An entire nation 
was being blessed through one man. Not just Egypt, but around the surrounding world. So, I I just want to thank God for his many blessings. uh, Because, you know, had Joseph not went through what he went through... He, he wouldn't have been able to save all of those people in the end. Um, and just going back to chapter 47, 21, the people of Egypt, they were reduced to servitude. Um, they did end up giving a fifth of their crops to Pharaoh through sharecropping. Like J- Joseph was very wise. Um, and he did have a family reunion, you know, with his family. They were all reunited in the end. And Joseph was able to, uh, I don't know, to forgive and reassure his brothers before he took his last breath himself. In Genesis 50, he promised an oath to, um, he made them promise to take his bones from that place. In verse 25, and Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath and said God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place so and he died at the age of 110 and after they embalmed him he was placed in a coffin in Egypt oh my so but what's awesome is even Joseph you know they he stayed in Egypt with his family and he got to see his children's children so even up to the third generation uh, of Ephraim's children and also the children of Makir son of Manasseh they were placed at birth on Joseph's knees or they were counted as his and that's in verse 22 to 50 and uh, yeah he reminds them of the promise on oath that was made to Abraham Isaac and Jacob so yeah this is concluding pretty much everything and i just want to say i'm thankful for god's will uh for being able to surrender to his will it's such a sweet surrender and even if you don't understand like what's going on maybe your life is not as adventurous for lack of a better word as joseph's is but it's just something about giving up all that control. I call it the sweet surrender and just being in complete submission to Father God and His will and trusting that His will is good and perfect and acceptable. Um, I also am thankful for His mysteriousness. He's a very mysterious God. He don't share every single thing with us. And then finally... When things come to pass, it's like, oh, that's what, what what he was doing. That's what he was setting this all up for. Oh, he couldn't have done it better. Like, I'm always calling God the great narrator. You know, you want a good screenplay? Yeah. Go to Father God. He is an awesome director, awesome narrator. No one can do it like you, Father God. Also, I'm thankful for his protection his provision i also am thankful for him giving us a hope and a future 
you know, his future plans are just so much better than anything I could plan for myself. I'm thankful for his deliverance. You know, it's a continuous process. I'm just grateful that he doesn't give up on us. I'm grateful for the conversations and the dialogue and the word. These can't get any better. Also, the divine connections he has made in my life and the lives of others. I'm grateful to just have contentment in my heart where I'm at. Um, Just be content. Whether I have plenty, whether I'm in need. Also, his faithfulness to us. He's always a faithful guy. He always remembers us. He always gives us favor with others. And I'm thankful for his forgiveness. So my prayer is that God continues to keep this word in my belly, near and far, that I'm still interested in looking into the scriptures and reading it. And you always learn something new when you read the word. And I think that's why I was just taking my time with this. Uh, So prayerfully, we can connect again next week to continue on this series. If you're interested, again, please see the link in the description and hope to hear from you soon. And as we always say on this show, you guys, see you next time on the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast. And this is your host, Coffee Coffee, saying bye. And that is a wrap. Thank you for stopping by the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast and listening to our recap of our virtual Bible study where we go through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Make sure that you're subscribed to Spotify for more updates and looking forward to connecting with you soon. Bye.